So my mom is a physician, and she's been keeping up with the coronavirus news for a while now. When my mom was talking about the coronavirus in February, it seemed like a foreign concern affecting China and Italy. And now it's just it's starting to sink in. And it's been said so many times, but I'm going to say it again. The world has changed. Coronavirus does not discriminate. Personally, I'm affected because my mom's at high risk for exposure at work every day. It's hard not to hang out anymore as like a family, and she's so nervous that she will pass it on. Um, and besides, the shift to Google Hangouts, classes on Zoom, no tennis, and no Chipotle even, has been so hard. I miss my friends, my community at school, and especially I miss playing tennis. Now, you might be wondering how the impact of the coronavirus relates to the economy. After all, this is a financial podcast. Basically, it's escalated to the largest number of non-essential business closings um, with the largest unemployment claim in a matter of three to four weeks. For my non-U.S. listeners, I apologize because the economic numbers I'm presenting are, are just from the U.S. So, just for some perspective, during the Great Recession, the un- unemployment rate in the U.S. peaked at around 10%. That was in October of 2009. In February 2020, the unemployment rate was at 3.5%. That was the lowest it's been in about 50 years. So, conversely, by the time of this episode, there's around 16 million unemployment claims that have been made in the U.S. over the past three weeks. So that means one out of 10 working adults in the U.S. have filed for unemployment. And right now, the unemployment rate is around 14%, compared to 3.5% just five, uh, just two months ago. Um, economists predict that it may get as high as 20%, stated in, in an article in the marketplace. Also, I wanted to take a second to talk to you about the CARES Act. I think it's really important that we as teens know about it. It, um, it was passed to help the economic crisis of the 2020 coronavirus pandemic in the USA, and it's basically like a $2 trillion relief bill, which is intended to speed up the relief of the economy by providing financial aid to uh, people and families and businesses affected by the pandemic. So how is this affecting teens? Because this is also a teen pod, a, a podcast dedicated to teens. Teens not only mentally, emotionally, and physically are affected by the outbreak, but also have growing economic concerns. So Piper Sandler is a big investment banking company, and they just completed its 39th semi-annual Gen Z survey of 5,200 uh, 5, U.S. teens in 41 U.S. states who are aged around um, average to like 16 years old. And it was uh, it was a study on their spending habits. This one was conducted during February and on March 2020, right when the outbreak heightened. So they had like five really interesting findings. One, coronavirus was the second highest social concern for teens, with environmental issues being the first. Two, teens are now more worried than ever about a recession. Um. 47% of teens believe the economy is getting worse right now compared to 32% in fall of 2019 and 28% in spring of 2019. Teens are also spending less. This is big. Overall, teens self-reported spending decreased by like 13% to $2,300, the lowest since 2011. Teens are curbing their spending habits a lot. They cut spending in some of their favorite categories like accessories, clothing, personal care. 
And I can agree with this statement. I haven't bought anything in like the past three weeks besides like food. And food was, of course, um, remained the top spending category for teens. Here's a big thing. Many teenagers are losing their jobs. And those who have not lost them yet are extremely worried. Now, I don't have a job. So I can't really understand what it must be like for them. But some teens will really, really rely on their jobs to pay for like college tuition. Or even in some cases, necessities like food. One teen in the survey reported that he's really, really worried about financial issues, upcoming financial um, issues, because he's um, he's lost his job at his restaurant, and he's just one of many teens who are, who are experiencing this. A lot of minority groups are getting hit hard, especially women and teens, because they work in industries like the hotel business, restaurants, and retail, who are suffering a lot right now. So the overall unemployment rate for teenagers rose by 3.3 percentage points to 14.3%. And for those between like 20 to 24 years old, um, it, um, it rose by 2.3 points, which was the most since 1953. It rose to 8.7% in total, which is crazy. Um, five, screen time and streaming online is going up. And I think this is a pretty obvious point because we are cooped up in our houses and don't have that much to do. But um, screen time, again, remains a huge diversion for us Gen Zs. Um, so my conclusion from this survey is that the coronavirus pandemic has shown that we as teens were, were definitely able to spend less. But the pandemic should not be the only reason for this change. There are other benefits to spending less. It's, it's more economically, f- environmentally friendly, and it, it improves the working conditions in factories, for example, in factories that are associated with the fast fashion industry. And if you're interested in, about the fast fashion industry in this, I suggest you listen to my episode on thrifting. I think that when we're forced to, we can definitely spend less. But can we make conscious spending a part of our everyday lifestyle? That's the big question that I get out of this study. Um, so I'm really excited to host two interviews today related to the coronavirus pandemic. My first interview is with Annika. She's a 15-year-old living in New York, um, which is obviously the epicenter of the COVID-19 outbreak in the U.S., And my second interview is with the founders of COVID TV, which is a website and blog for teens around the world to come together during this pandemic. I'm super excited for these interviews. Hi, Annika. Thanks so much for being on Wi-Fi Matters today. I'm really excited that you're here. So New York has become the epicenter of the coronavirus in the U.S., obviously. Like, I think there's around, like, 160,000 confirmed cases, like, right now. Um, so in your perspective, how has society changed? Uh, I think that life in cities has been affected a lot, especially New York, because everyone is used to being out of the house at school, work, hanging out with friends, or going out to eat. Mm-hmm. And in cities like Chicago and New York, you would never see empty streets, stores, or restaurants, and now everyone is inside, and it's very unique to our generation since nothing this big has ever happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so how has social distancing affected you, like, on your day-to-day, um, your day-to-day basis? 
Well, firstly, it's made me appreciate what I have, including like school, friends, mm -hmm. family, and sports. And I've never spent this much time in my house. And sometimes I run out of things to do, but for the most part, I spend my time FaceTiming friends, doing schoolwork, listening to music, playing sports. Mm -hmm. And also I've been doing some projects like journaling and I'm making a family cookbook. That's so cool. Could you, could you tell me more about your family cookbook? What do you like to bake or cook? Yeah, so like during this time, I've been ha I had a lot of free time. So yeah. me and my brother have been cooking and baking a lot. So I just thought it was like a cool idea to get recipes from my family members like around the world to mm -hmm. and put them all in a book that we could print and then share with them. That's so nice and like productive. So cool. Yeah. Um, who in your family has been impacted the most and why have they? Um, I think my mom has been impacted the most because she is busier than she's ever been. Mm -hmm. She's leading a coalition of nonprofit organizations, including healthcare and social service providers mm -hmm. and public and government officials in Staten Island, which is a borough of New York City, and it's called the Community Organizations Active in Disasters. She mm -hmm. helps communities get prepared for emergencies like COVID-19. Mm -hmm. And as the virus spreads and the numbers increase, she becomes busier and busier as the co-ed is now providing resources like PPE, which is personal mm -hmm. protection equipment to our local healthcare and social service providers. So she's mm -hmm. working like every day, like all day long to mm -hmm. provide everyone with what they need. So two questions. So um, PPE, are they making the masks and all of the equipment or are they fun fundraising for the um, production of them? Um, she's just like making sure that everyone has what they need, like including masks, gloves, gowns, and cleaning supplies, but she's not necessarily making them. She's just connecting people and nonprofits with the hospitals to make sure that they all have the personal protection equipment. Okay, that makes sense. Also, um, so you said that she's um, this organization, this coalition, it's like um, for emergencies. So in other um, emergencies, not only uh, the coronavirus, will it also work together to help re relief in those situations? Yeah. yeah, so when there's no emergencies, like before this, mm -hmm. they, they like were preparing for emergencies and like doing, mm -hmm. um, they they had, they had meetings and stuff to prepare for this. So mm -hmm. so it's for any emergency or disaster that could happen. That's pretty cool, yeah. Um, so I'm interested how your overall, like the New York community is reacting, your neighborhood, um, Staten Island as a whole, yeah. Um, I think that people are connecting and reaching out to each other even more than before. Mm -hmm. Like in my school, the teachers and staff are doing as much as they can to keep us engaged. And since it's a Catholic school, they even have like masses on Sunday on Zoom mm -hmm. that people can participate in. Mm -hmm. And also my family and I are talking to family and friends online through Zoom, mm -hmm. FaceTime and Hangouts as much as possible. And on the news and social media, I see people spreading kindness and raising awareness and giving thanks to the healthcare workers and yeah. people involved. Like, yeah, like delivering food and stuff like at my mom's hospital there's like always like people like not like right at the door but like outside holding up posters showing support which is really special and sweet yeah, yeah I see a lot of the same things in Chicago um and I think 
even though we may be disconnected. I, I think I'm, I feel a lot, I feel like some connection, you know, because yeah. we're all like in, we're all experiencing the same thing. So we, yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, so are you at all involved with um, what your mom's doing or have you learned something from what she's been doing? Yeah, definitely. Um, she's very busy and I've helped her in different ways, like doing more around the house, of course, but I also mm-hmm. like have helped her make a few logos for her, oh, that's cool. for the co-ed. Like she is doing this virtual tea time for her organization and I helped mm-hmm. make a logo for that. That's cool. So that's cool. And I also like help provide feedback on her writing for the organization. Mm, that's interesting, yeah. So um, here's a question relating a little um, bit more on like my podcast and finance. So are you are you at all concerned about the economy at all? Yeah, um, I actually have been learning about the stock market and helping my dad with his investments mm-hmm. in different stocks. And with the virus, many companies are suffering mm-hmm. and the profits mm-hmm. are decreasing every day and people are losing their jobs. So since it's a very unsure time, my family's trying to cut down on spending on anything that is not a necessity. Mm-hmm. So like in addition to not going out to eat, it also meant that we canceled our trips and vacations for yeah. now. Yeah, same with us. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. Um, it's pretty interesting to be learning about the stocks right now, like <laughs> compared to like, a, like an, another time. That's pretty cool. Um, so, um, are there any like ways that my listeners to Wi-Fi Matters can get involved in what your mom's working on? Um, uh, yeah, I think they could just help spread awareness and ra- maybe raise money too mm-hmm. by, by like getting and getting on social media and mm-hmm. asking their friends to help. Yeah. And maybe you could go to the hospitals like I did yesterday with my family we went to the one of the hospitals and we just like clapped for the healthcare workers as they came out of work like you said before that's great Annika yeah thanks thank you so much I loved I loved interviewing you um stay safe in New York you too Uh, yeah thanks thank you Hi, Kia and Lauren. Thanks for being on Wi-Fi Matters today. I'm so excited to have you guys. So first, you want to give the listeners a little bit about yourself, like an introduction? Sure. Hi, I'm Lauren Tapper. I'm a ninth grader at Lab Schools in Chicago, and I'm also the co-founder and co-executive director of an online platform for teenagers in quarantine, COVID TV. Hi, I'm Kia Betha, and I'm also the co-founder and executive director of COVID TV. I'm a freshman at the University of Laboratory Schools, and yeah. Okay, so can you guys tell me a bit more about COVID TV? Like, there's so many, like every single teen in this world is affected by it, but not everybody is making um, a blog or something, or they're not doing something about it. So, so what's made you create it? Like, what was the catalyst? So I think that the reason we started it was because there were a lot of overwhelming and unfamiliar feelings that the pandemic brought to us and all of our homes. And once we realized that we weren't the only teenagers facing it, and as we began to talk about the feelings that we were experiencing with our friends, we realized that, we're, that 
we wanted to spread that feeling to more people, which is why we made COVID TV as an international platform for people everywhere to talk about what mm -hmm. they're feeling during this time. Yeah. I know that for me, the hardest part about moving to social distancing was feeling like I was alone or I had no one who I could talk to. And so I really wanted to create a platform that could connect teens, not only to their close friends, but also people from all around the world, just so we can sort of build a community around this common experience. So um, are there any other like people on your board? Yeah, we actually have a teen board, which is as we expanded COVID TV to now include projects that not only help teens, but also vulnerable communities during this time, we've expanded to create a teen board. And so that's other members like Sarah Charles Waterstrat, Charlotte Sims, and Sarah Kumar. Mm -hmm. And so the three of them are really helping us continue to expand the project and help more people. Um, so besides um, using it as in like an outlet for many teens to express themselves, I was on your, um, I was on your site and you have like community projects. So what are some of the projects that have been going on? Yeah, so I think that the four projects that we have right now are Build a Mask, Food for All, Speak Up and Write Your repre Representatives, and Support the Unemployed. Mm -hmm. And altogether, we've raised almost $2,000 and we've stitched um, 3,658 masks. I was particularly interested in the Support the Unemployed because I think it relates a lot to this podcast. Um, so... Have any teenagers that have been affected by this um, come to your site? Like have any teenagers who's lost their jobs or whose parents have um, been laid off? Yeah, definitely. We've received like numerous blog posts about people saying that they've lost their job. They don't know how they're going to start mm -hmm. paying for their college tuition because these are from older kids. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of teens who were personally affected just because a lot of us work in like restaurants and local mm -hmm. businesses that are being forced to lay off employees because yeah. they can't survive during the economy crash because of the quarantine. Yeah. So you're saying like people from all all over the world come to your site, but do you think it's also from people of all different backgrounds, like um, com different communities? Yeah, so I, that, I definitely think that we have a really wide range of people on our website, especially the fact that they come from different countries and completely different economic backgrounds because we allow anyone to come on this website. Anyone, yeah. especially teenagers affected by this pandemic, are allowed to come and contribute and connect with other people. Because I think something that's really important about connection is knowing that it's not just your type of people, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, who yeah. are being affected by this, but people who speak all different languages, people from all different backgrounds, and people of completely different cultures are going through this exact same thing. And that's something that we really wanted to emphasize in COVID TV. And I guess through it, you can develop like a sense of empathy and actually have compassionate compassion for people. Like, and I guess that's a good part about the virus, how it's making people like think outside of themselves more. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely forcing people to reconsider their values and what they're trying to prioritize yeah. during this unusual time. Yeah. So um, on a little side note, are you concerned about the economy at all? Like, have you ever had, have you had any discussions with your family about the economy and finance or have your spending, um, like your spending habits varied or changed? Okay, so the economy is definitely something to worry about right now because there's people of so many different, so many different areas, such as people like restaurant workers who are yeah. having to find new jobs because they're not earning right now. 
and it goes across such a wide range all the way to authors who are not being yeah. oh, yeah. right now like people who had to sell new books those things have been postponed and I think that this has just changed so many deadlines and it's just turned our entire world including the economy upside down it's also people who are struggling are people like artists like I know it's inspiring to see how our communities are trying to help a lot of the economy that are going unnoticed like yeah. commissioned artists so I've seen grants come out people trying to support mm -hmm. the unnoticed yeah. professions who are really, really struggling during this time yeah. and also in terms of changing my spending habits I know that my family is now trying to go to a lot of smaller businesses and support yeah. those just because so many people are staying at like the big markets but we want to make sure that we're supporting the small businesses who are really going to hurt because of the shutdown yeah, like small grocery stores, small bookstores. Yeah. Um, uh, Kia, so I know that you have family in India right now. So what is it like for them? In right, so the rules in India have been really restricting so far. And for example, they, ins they installed a lockdown just the evening yeah. before it started. Like it, they told everyone about it Friday night and it started Saturday morning, which is why it was really hard for my family because they didn't have time to go to the grocery store and collect everything. Yeah. They had no resources whatsoever. And outside of my family on a wider scale, I know that there's a lot of issues, especially because in India, markets are a really huge way for people to make money. Like you just sell in the street and everyone yeah, comes. Yeah. Right. And that's not something that's happening right now. So a lot of, those things those vendors in delhi are having to migrate all the way to uttar pradesh because yeah not being able to earn in india right now and the rules are less restricting in uttar pradesh which is why it's just created so many issues that yes, yeah so, so hard to deal with yeah definitely um lauren so i know like a lot of your personal time was spent at your synagogue and i also know that you you like you have your job there right so how is all of this impacted? Yeah, it's been very difficult to try to adjust to this new change because they are closing our synagogue, but they're keeping open the religious school. Mm -hmm. So now we're holding classes online. And as my role is as an assistant teacher, mm -hmm. and so we all have to kind of navigate how what teaching online really means to us and what it means to my responsibility as this assistant teacher. Mm -hmm. And so one of the most difficult parts of this switch to online schooling and online synagogue is figuring out how you really fit into that dynamic and how to change the workplace mm -hmm. so that we're still working to educate these kids, mm -hmm. even though they have to learn from their own homes. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's something that we're all experiencing through, through like lab schooling and online schooling as well. Yeah. So anything else you guys want to add? Any, anything about COVID TV, how we can reach it? Yeah, you can find COVID TV at covid-tv.com. And if you are worried about the economy and you're listening to this podcast, you can become an ambassador for your school for our project Support the Unemployed, which is where you would start a foundation or a fundraiser and you would reach out to your friends, families, peers, things like that to try to raise money to support communities who have been fired or have become unemployed because of the coronavirus. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. That was really, really helpful. Thank you so Thanks much. So much Thank you for having time. us. So that's all for today. I really hope you learned something, and I'm so happy you could hear both the interviews. I will be attaching links to both COVID TV and Annika's mom's webpage in case you're interested in getting involved. 
They'll be in the episode description. Also, another opportunity, if you want to get involved, is to go to UNICEF's Voices of Youth, where you can take actions and fight against COVID-19. They have three categories, actions under two minutes, actions from five to 15 minutes, and actions greater than 15 minutes. As always, please send me recommendations and suggestions for this episode and for this podcast at krithiawifimatters.com. That's K-R-I-T-I at wifimatters.com. And also, go follow us on social media at Wi-Fi Matters. Let me end this episode by saying, let's be selfless. Wash your hands, stay home, and help flatten the curve. Stay safe and stay, stay healthy. I can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Thanks.